Welcome to the Unified Gospel Podcast with Jordy Hutton and Nick Budick. Our aim is to do our part in accomplishing Jesus' mission described in John 17 by having open conversation with pastors, church leaders, and truthfully anyone who shares our mission, unifying the church. We hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Unified Gospel Podcast. This is Jordy Hutton, and today I am joined by not Nick. You'll find out real soon. Um, I'm here with my friend Robbie. Hey, what's up, guys? So, Robbie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, I am a Fargo native, uh, born and raised. Lived in Bismarck for a couple of years right after high school, kind of as an internship thing with the church. Um, but yeah, I uh, trying to think here. I went to NDSU, studied hospitality and tourism management, but uh, not doing anything related to that right now, yeah. except working in ministry. Uh, so I guess you can kind of correlate hospitality and care for people. But yeah. uh, work over at Ignite Church as a pastoral resident. Um, yeah, a few fun facts about myself. I love coffee. It's probably like the first thing to find out. I share a love with Jordy on that. Uh, making all sorts of fun pour overs and um, espresso and all of that good stuff. So I feel like that's the maybe the foundation of our friendship too. I like think so. Yeah. Just from seeing each other at coffee shops, I think that's, that's how we've gotten close. Yeah, honestly, it's very true. And the Lord. And like, the Lord, of course, yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, we run into each other at Twenty Below a few times a week, usually. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if we're honest. Yep. Um, which is actually how I've met a few of my really close friends. Yeah. Our rekindled Same. friendships. So, yep. Yeah. Very love, cool. love coffee. I didn't know that you went to NDSU. Yeah, I did. Fun, fun, not well-known fact about me. Yeah. NDSU. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's a blip in the storyline of my life. Let's <laughs> right. call it for what it is. It's just, yeah. it's there. Yep. My dad works there, so I got okay. a good tuition discount, which is the you know the reason why that was the college of choice. Yeah. Um, it was really nice, actually. So. Yeah. I uh, I was, I mean, that's kind of my, my undergrad, the sure. math education. Yep. Not using that at all, no. you know. I did for a while. But yeah, yeah. I mean, knowing how to operate a full service hotel and doing numbers doesn't really matter for me anymore. But it's a fun fact that I, yeah. that I know I do. See where the church goes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you're a pastoral resident yes. at Ignite Church. Yep. So um, Ignite is a church in Moorhead. Yep. Um, in what used to be the Safari yeah, Theater, the old Safari Theater building, um, it is now just just a church. It's just it's a church. Crazy. We're yeah, yeah, we're in the middle of renovations right now. Um, it's kind of funny. Our building is, is split in half in access, so everyone you know gathers on Sunday morning in the newly renovated worship center. Um, it's beautiful. It's nice to have a space that is meant for worship, designed it's specifically nice. for worship. Really, really um, nice. And then we have our office space slash just big flat floors, classrooms. Um, really multi-purpose rooms and in the middle where they're renovating the kids space blocked off holes in the ground sand pits <laughs> danger zone cannot walk through um, so our kids on Sunday morning have to like walk outside get, get checked in on one side of the building parents walk around the building to the other side interesting um, it's kind of a, a hassle to say yeah. the least especially middle of the winter um, yeah that's not but ideal but we're, uh, we're moving forward it's yeah hopefully in the next few months here uh, we'll see concrete get poured and cool. walls go up so yeah that's exciting yeah um so, so tell me about what is the, what is the residency? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's not a medical residency, okay. uh, but you can view it kind of similar in the sense of just practical training. 
Yeah. Uh, so it has a, a combination of theological training. Uh, one of our pastors, Chase Seltzer, went to Midwestern Seminary, and he really just condensed down a lot of his courses, said, hey, what's important for pastoral ministry? You know, theological training, church history, uh, what does a healthy church look like? New Testament, Old Testament survey. Mm-hmm. Assigned us books to read, uh, pages to write, similar pages that he would have written in seminary, uh, condensed down a little bit, and said, hey, write these. Um, so working through that right now, which has been, been wonderful. Um, just wrote a few position papers on theology, uh, philosophy, ministry, something like that. Now going into church history, uh, which yep. has been really exciting. And then uh, for the first, it's a 22-month long program. Okay. Uh, the first year, roughly, I went through uh, what we call a preaching lab, which was just how do you prepare a message, how do you preach the Word of God. Uh, so did <clears throat> quite a few practice sermons. Our Chase evaluated us, read a lot of books on preaching, um, a lot of kind of lecture type stuff. Uh, so it was really encouraging. And then, yeah, just practical, real-world ministry. You know, it's it's nice that it has the theological and preaching aspect to it, mm-hmm. uh, the training, but then it also says, hey, here are people in the mix as well. Yeah, uh, right. yeah, you can go to seminary, and that's great, and I think a lot of pastors should, but yeah. at the same time, uh, you don't know how to deal with people. Yeah. So it's a mix of two. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love it. I work in our group's ministry. Uh, so we're seeing our kind of home life groups, uh, small groups, and then our educational aspect for adults as well, sure. uh, what we call life courses, yeah. uh, which teach doctrine. So, cool. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna come back to that exact thing because okay. that exact thing is the reason I wanted to have you on today. Um, but I wanted to take a minute, if we could, and um, I asked you to think about like maybe the last sermon you preached or the next sermon you preached. Yeah. I know you're not. Uh, you don't preach every week, correct? Yeah, um, just in your role. But um, I, I want to I want to keep the the sermon prep theme going when we have yeah. people on too. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so what came to mind when I asked that question? Yeah. So uh, the last sermon that I preached on uh, Sunday morning uh, was uh, Romans twelve marks of a true Christian. Uh, let love be genuine. Um, yeah. I'll do one another and show honor. <laughs> and um, yeah, when I was you know preparing that message, it was. I think it was for January 1st. Um, anyhow, it was kind of in my own standalone, got to pick the sermon itself. Wow. Normally we preach through either books of the Bible or we'll have a series that we're going on. And this was just a, hey, we have a, we have a week in between our Advent series and our, our next series. Um, Rob, we want you to, to, to preach it. Uh, so I was able to to tackle that kind of over the week of Christmas. Yeah. And, um, yeah, my sermon preparation itself, um, it's wild, it's crazy. I, uh, you know, start normally Monday, try to have sermon notes in by Thursday or by Wednesday afternoon. Um, and, uh, it is, it is a, a wild thing. You know, Monday, I feel like I get absolutely nothing done, but I'm really just like looking at the text. Yeah. Kind of just like, okay, what is this saying? What is the Lord saying in this text? Um, a really practical example of that too. I actually, so that was my last Sunday morning sermon. Uh, last week I was able to speak at uh, Park Christian Chapel. Oh, cool. but I found out that I was speaking uh, 24 hours before it happened. Oh, uh, I was to fill in, yeah. say, Hey, here's the text go. And I'm like, just Second Corinthians nine generosity. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when I was thinking about you know this question, this uh, this podcast was like, and that was a, a kind of a, a weird time because uh, Wednesday when I was preparing, I got okay. Here's my main main idea. Um, when we're generous, it's for our good, benefit of others, to give glory to God. Yeah. That was all I got all of Wednesday. I'm like, okay, I know that. You know that's important. And I was like, I have to sleep on this. Yeah. I I just know in my own preparation, if I don't spend at least one night sleeping. Uh, for the text, there's no way that I can prepare a message. Right. So I <clears throat> went to bed early, woke up at 3.30 in the morning, because the chapel was at 8 a.m., and uh, typed out the rest of the 20-minute message. 
Um, so it worked really well. Um, it was crazy. You know, if you'd have told me a year ago that I would do that, I would have panicked. Yeah. Like, no, I'd stay up all night. It's just, you know, like, I have to get this message done. Right. But now just realizing, like, no, like, get your main idea. Get what the text is saying, your, your yeah. main points. Sleep on it. And you can pound off the rest of the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's been, that's been such a helpful perspective for me because I'm, I'm preaching so much more this year than mm-hmm. I ever have. Yep. Um, and there is a, a week that, um, one of, one of the times I, I preached that we were, I was given the outline, yep. um, rather than being given a topic or being given like, you just like, here's this part of the, yep. yeah, like I was given an outline to follow. And so I wanted to follow it as, as closely as I could. Yep. I, I had freedom to scrap it completely if I wanted to, but, yeah. um, I don't know if it was like a challenge that I thought was fun. Or, I don't know. But it's for whatever reason, I said, I'm going to try to follow this. And it was so heavy in um, Jeremiah. Like mm. So much prophecy out of Jeremiah. Yep. Which I'm not real keen with, you know? It's not easy to preach. No. Yeah, I understand um, well. And so I spent, I spent an entire day just trying to figure out, like, how am I going to describe this doctrine? <laughs> to the yep. church you yep. know yep. um but and so anyway the 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 thing that i realized through that was my job isn't necessarily to always teach and explain the doctrine yeah my job is to point to the truth that the scripture is mm-hmm. affirming yep. you know that's good um which helped so much because it would have been so boring listening to me talk about the doctrine of yeah. the prophecy. Yep. But and I think that can be the difference sometimes between like a, a good sermon and a good lecture, right? Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there are certainly times to, to teach doctrine. Um, yeah. But to right. actually point to, hey, what's the truth of the scripture? Yeah. Where does this point to Christ? Where does this point to how it's relevant for us? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that, that is a good point because the, the doctrine is not bad. Yep. Yeah. No, not at all. But for that, for that moment, yep. you know, I was trying to, I, I was supposed to be preaching on joy. Mm, yep. So preaching on joy and then spending 30 minutes diving deep into doctrine of yeah, prophecy. It, it, those two things don't match up. It just well. didn't feel like it yeah. lined up, especially coming from me. Yep. Like someone who loves that, yep. you can definitely see joy coming out of oh, it. Yeah. But yeah, not, not for me. Not for you. Yep. No. Not for me either. Yeah, that's why we're uh, thankful for people like Chase. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, loves to preach on doctrine and teach it, and yeah. is so good at it too. He is very good at it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Dude. Um. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so the, the the purpose that I had for for bringing you on, yeah. I mean, I wanted to have you on for many times, and I hope to have you on more. That'd be great. Um, but as I was. Nick and I spent some time writing down just things we wanted to talk about this year. Yep. And one of the things that we wanted to talk about was the importance of, of community. Yep. And maybe even specifically, like, why find community in church? Sure. Yep. Um, the importance of that. And then also, how? <laughs> um, also a good question. Because I know a lot, of, a lot of people who have, you know, more or less kind of fallen through the gap and... Um, yep go to church but don't necessarily have connections or um or i mean maybe another extreme like 
don't go to church and just watch. Yeah, watch online. Watch or... online, you know, and yep. you're getting the the spiritual content, right? But you're not getting the the community, which yep. is which, important. Yeah. Yep, very and important. I, I know that you agree with me. Yep. Um, so I'm going to leave it there okay. and just yeah. say what you want to. And okay. then I'll ask some follow-up questions as you're going. Sounds good. Open book. Yeah. So <clears throat> you know, I think to that the first question of like, why is, you know, finding community in a church important? So, you know, we can find community anywhere. You can go to, um, you can be part of a club, you can work out, um, you can get community there. Be part of a, an archery club, if that's a thing, find community there. And then, you know, those Probably are good something. things. Probably something. Like curling yeah. in North Dakota. That's a big thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those are those are important things. But why is, is church community important? Yeah. I think uh, you know, first we have to start with the, the basics, of course. Are you a Christian? Do you follow Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, and if we all come to the table with that as our, our central point, um, then we should strive to one look more like Christ. And what did he do? He surrounded himself with his disciples. His disciples yeah. had uh, each other as community. Um, and so I think you know, like reasons as to why you should. I think one uh, one life is lonely. Life is really lonely, and yeah. when you can do it with like-minded people that are striving for your good, um, that's going to be really important. You know, as we look at other uh, worldly communities, likely, like, people might want you to do well, um, but at the end of the day, they, they probably don't really care. Yeah. Um, they're, they're looking out for their own life. They're looking out for their own finances, their own family. Uh, but there's something unique about the church when we can get together and say, hey, no, Jordy, I want you to thrive in your life, and I'm going to come around, I'm going to support you, I'm going to pray for you. And that's something that is just unique to the Christian aspect, yeah, not for right. anything that I've seen. Um, I think we see that in Scripture as well, where the early church <clears throat> gathered together. You see in Acts so many times where the church came together, pooled all their resources together, and said, hey, we're going to do life together. Yeah. Um, so for one, yeah, life is lonely, and we need people around us that have our good in, heart, in, in mind, <clears throat> wanting to care for us. Uh, another one, as we look to strive to look more like Christ, we're going to need accountability. We're going to yeah. need brothers and sisters that can hold us accountable uh, to what God has commanded us to do in Scripture. Hold us accountable to sin, hold us accountable for our actions, um, how we spend our time, our money. Um, and I think when you find, again, like-minded people in a church, uh, they can come around side you. They can say, hey, I know that these are values that you hold. I hold them as well. Let's walk hand-in-hand hand and do them together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are a couple of the big things. You know, life is lonely. Get friendship, get community. You need accountability. And yeah. also, I think you know we talked about like you can watch church online, but that you know you might get some of the spiritual aspect. Yeah. Um, but man, community is such an important part. If you looked at the early church, um, <clears throat> they would have no concept of what it means. Not just because technology wasn't there, but to say that you were a Christian but not a part of a local community. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, they the local the early church were. Um, local communities, you know, some of them massive church in Ephesus, 2,000 people, some of them really small, uh, just house churches. Yeah. Um, but the common thing was they were doing life together. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think, yeah, it's important because we need to, we need to have that accountability. We need to have that fellowship with one another. Um, it's also, yeah, it's just a pattern that we see. And I think in scripture, when we see patterns, we should strive to follow them. Um, yeah. And I think the, uh, you know, how do you find uh, community? Uh, it's a really good question as well. Uh, get involved. And I know it might sound oversimplified, but to yeah. give you an example, I you know started attending Ignite about five years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know at first, um, I you know knew pretty much no one. knew Chase, he was a good friend of mine. Uh, knew I think Tim, you know, a couple people. Yeah. Really didn't have community. And <clears throat> so I, I just continued to show up every single Sunday morning. Started joining a volunteer team, saying, "Hey, there's community in that." 
And then I, I specifically got involved in a life group, yeah. into a home group that meets weekly. And really I said, hey, I know for these first six months, this is probably going to be awkward. It's probably going to be weird. Um, people are going to be, yeah, I'm going to join into a group that already exists and it's going to feel really awkward. I'm an introvert. So like sure. the idea of joining into a pre-existing group yeah. terrified me. Yeah. Um, but I stuck with it because I knew from previous experience even, that if I wasn't surrounded by people, um, I would get depressed, I would get lonely, um, I would start to struggle with sin a lot more, and I'd stop growing in my faith, um, all in all. So, um, yeah, I think the the how do you get involved, it it might sound oversimplified, but man, just get involved in the life of your church. Join a volunteer team. Join a small group, life group, cell group, whatever you call them at your church. Um, And make it a point and say, I'm going to commit to this for at least six months. Yeah. Um, because if you try to say, I'm going to try for three weeks and then jet out early, you're yeah. not going to actually find community. Right. You know that. Um, so say, Hey, I'm going to try for at least six months um, yeah. with this group of people. And you might find like, Hey, this specific group, hey, it's not for me. Right. That's okay. Find another one yeah. and get involved. Yeah. I, 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 I'm glad that you said it that way. Cause I, I think that, um, I feel like there will be people listening to this that feel like when you say get involved in church, that means like, I got to serve on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people, that's the exact yeah. thing they need. Absolutely. Yep. But for someone else, like, yeah, maybe not. A small group is probably the thing that you need. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. You need that like, community. Yep. So I, I served, um, I served at a church in town for, and I was, I was on the worship team, but part of being on the worship team was set up and tear down because sure. we, yep. we were mobile and you yep. were mobile for a long time. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and I, I really didn't like the 6 a.m.s, you know, Certainly. Um, but I realized pretty quickly, like how much community was forming mm. in that hour and a half of yep. just putting the stage together. Exactly. Yep. You know, like how much life conversation we had and updates and yep. stories and jokes and like. It's amazing when you're working together, how natural conversation right. flows. Yep. Yeah. Um, so for some people, and it doesn't have to be a worship team, yep. but for some people serving in some way is the exact way to find community. But for others, yep. you know, it like maybe you're not musical yeah. and you don't want to be in the worship team. Yeah, maybe you don't want to. Or like um, the 6 a.m. are hard. Yes, and, yes they are. You know, like just getting to church earlier than, yep. like. Yeah, but <clears throat> being able to be in a, in a situation and say, hey, what, you know, okay, maybe I don't need to serve or I can't serve right now. Um, 6 a.m.s are extremely hard. Yeah. Um, you know, what does your church offer for groups? Maybe it's Sunday school. Yeah. You know, maybe you're in a church that still does the, you know, 9 a.m. Sunday school, 1030 service. Right. And get involved in that. Mm-hmm. I think, too, you know, something that I'm guilty of is, uh, <clears throat> or have been guilty of in the past is, you know, show up when the countdown hits zero, you know, when worship starts, leave yeah. as soon as the service is over. You're not going to find community that way. No. So be able to, you know, get connected, get plugged in by yeah. showing up early, finding somebody in the lobby. Um, if you have, if you're part of a group, small group of some sort, man, sit with them. You yeah. know, say, hey, can I sit with you today? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as an introvert, I'm screaming saying this. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm just like, that's so cringy, but it's so important. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, a good friend of ours, um, talked about how well, she moved to a new community and did the, like the church hopping mm-hmm. kind of yep. thing, trying to yep. even, even just trying to find the right church. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and then at the end, she just said, I kind of just, I mean, like I knew the churches that I, that I liked and didn't like, yep. <laughs> you know, so that was obviously the yeah. first step, but 
So at some point, I just had to pick a place, yeah. and and I knew if I got into community, I'd love it. Yep. Um, and so what they did was they there was a group of them that you know, there was maybe ten of them involved. Yeah. And every week, at least six of them went to lunch after church. Mm. Yep. Um, and it was consistent. Like, yeah. We're having lunch from noon to two every Sunday. Yep. Um, again. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and 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 she said like. I've made so many friends mm. through that, and it's cool. yep. like become like come to just love this church yeah. because of the community. That Absolutely, um, I think that's really kind of an important thing that you you touched on. Um, you know, I think so many people pick a church based off of the the theology, the, the yeah. style of worship, the sermon. Um, you know, those are those are good things. You should not go to church that's theologically inaccurate. You should go to church that. Yeah. Um, you know, is is wrong in that yeah. aspect, of course. Well, yeah, and um, even connecting to worship. Yeah, connecting like, to worship. Like churches do worship differently. Very much so. Yeah. And you want to connect to yeah. that. Yes. Um, those are not wrong things yeah. by all. But I think so many of us <clears throat> put that as way too high of a priority. Sure. Not the hey, what is the biblical community that I can find here? Yeah. Maybe the the style of worship is a little bit different than what I prefer. Maybe the um, <clears throat> excuse me style of preaching is a little bit different than I prefer. But the community here is pushing me to look more like Christ. It is good right. friends that I absolutely love. Right. Um, and I think that's the most important thing when it comes to a church. Um, as long as the preaching is biblically sound yeah. and right. it gives glory to God, um, I think our preferences can go down if we have that biblical community. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's, um, you know, I, I feel, it's weird to say this, but I feel tension in, in someone listening to this right now. Yep. Because... I because I can feel the thought of, well, if they're preaching something that I don't agree with, mm. I shouldn't be there. Yep. But I, I, I want to challenge that because there are there are the core pieces of our faith. Yes. That Jesus is the way to heaven. Yep. We are saved and we have our salvation because of the sacrifice He made. Absolutely. We have hope for heaven. Yep through nothing else nothing else but Christ yep and that's the core of Christianity absolutely right and then there are a lot of things that are important yep that don't shake that core exactly yep. um like the like your belief on the end times yeah end times um, baptism ba- you know, yeah even baptism right. or believers baptism important not ultimate right yep. and yep. and worship we talked about worship yeah, like worship. um you know one of my favorite stories is is the story behind part of worship and how that song came to matt like came to matt redmond like he yep. wrote this song as a poem hmm. as he had taken music away sure. from the church you know yep. um so they were still worshiping yep. it's just not the way that our culture sees worship yeah um, so anyway, yeah, like yeah. there's so many, there's so many nuances to those things Yes, and you can be convicted about something, yeah. but still find growth and community in a church that doesn't share that conviction. Yes. hundred percent. Yep. And I, I, I want to push against that a little bit. Yep. Um, because there's like, I mean, at, at the very at the very least, but also maybe the very most, like, what a cool opportunity for conversation. Mm, so true. You yep. know, like, you don't know if you really 
agree with a certain point of the message this week. Why? Yeah. I'm in community of people that know and love me. Yeah. And we can talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. A great example if I can on that uh, this past summer, we were preaching through Matthew 24, 25, mm-hmm. um, instruction of the temple, uh, eschatology, like end time, all of that. Yep. And what we preached on a Sunday morning, um, kind of challenged commonly held perspectives. So in our small groups on, throughout the week, our groups got together and said, hey, this is like, this is what I was taught growing up. This is what was preached on a Sunday morning. They don't necessarily fully disagree with each other, but there's some conflict. Yeah. Um, right. Maybe they do fully disagree with each other. Let's talk about that. Let's work that out. I think that's the beauty of, yeah, community is you can say, hey, I'm not, not sure if I fully agree. I don't think it's, you know, it's definitely not a heresy issue or uh, stepping outside yeah. of what is our right. core belief. Right. It's a secondary issue, third issue. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, and at our, we had some of the like most fruitful discussions. They were hard. Um, as a leader, preparing for that was very hard. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. But it provided some of the most fruitful and best growth I've seen in our yeah. members. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's important. Well, yeah, because growth comes out of wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's really cool to provide a space for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If we all believe the same thing and we're all walk exactly in step with the exact moment, you're basically a cult. Yeah. Right. Um, so if we, as Christians, like have that community, we should disagree with each other on some things. We should rub shoulders, sharpening each other. Yeah. Right. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's very well yeah. said. Um, the uh, I, I want to go back a second um, because I have I have big feelings about the word accountability. <laughs> okay. Um, and accountability is wonderful yep. and a good thing. Um, but as you were talking about it, I was just thinking about, I wish I could remember who said it. But I was it was on a, a podcast I was listening to maybe, or um, which that reminds me of a second thought that I want to share also. But anyway, um, gosh, whoever it was, they, they, they said that some theologian that they really like defines sin as refusal to grow. Um, the refusal to grow in your relationship with God, connecting more to Christ, you know, like, and, and so when you brought up accountability, like I think so often our culture thinks that accountability is like find another person that shares the same sin struggle with you and talk about it once a week, you know, um, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I I have that in my life. Yeah, and I, that's like a, a part of it. It's yeah, part of it. Yeah. Um, but and and you kind of touched on this too. But I wanted to come back to it because mm-hmm. I, I want to point out like accountability is so much more than like stopping people from sinning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Accountability is also like how's your prayer life? Yeah, and um, you know, like yeah, how are you growing in the Lord this week? Reading in scripture. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have one of the things that we also do at Ignite, um, it's nothing revolutionary by any means. Uh, so we have our normal small groups, you know, 10, 15 people, whatever. We have these really small, three, you know, three to five people, um, same gender, that meet weekly. And one of the things they do is biblical accountability. So it's not sure. just, hey, what's your sin struggle? Yeah. But it's been, how are you um, caring for your family this week? Yeah. How are you growing in wisdom this week? How are yeah. you feeding your um, your soul? How are you, uh, what are you doing to, to read scripture and take it in? Not just read it tertiary, but actually take it in this week. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, maybe there are, you know, sin struggles, but it's a wide variety of the group that I'm in has a, um, one of the elders in our church. We have a teenager, we have myself and somebody else my age. Yeah. Um, so a wide range of ages, yeah. meaning that we have a wide range of sin struggles. Right. Um, and we can check in with one another. So it's not just that one, hey, you struggle with this, I struggle with this, let's walk together. Because that's kind of like the blind leading the blind, right? Yeah, right. Um, but it is, hey, we have somebody in our church who's seasoned, he's a grandfather. You can speak into the young people's life. We have a teenager in our group. Um, he's an older teenager, but he's still in the teenage years. Yeah. And <clears throat> he can just speak young wisdom that, like, I have completely forgotten about, but he just has such a, a great perspective on life. Yeah. Um, and so wise. And it really does help in that sense of accountability of like, how are we growing together to look more like Christ? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess when I say accountability, it, it does kind of tandem with just that discipleship looking more yeah. like Christ. And, the, and that's the exact thing that I've started saying is that like, let's just stop saying accountability sure, and just yeah. say discipleship. Yeah. That, that's great. I, because I get behind that. the accountability that, that I that, that I didn't think you were talking about, yep. but that I imagine people are thinking of, yeah, yep. is a byproduct of discipleship done, yes. done well. Yes, yeah, you know that's, that's um, a great way. And I think too, when we say discipleship, you know, there might be some people listening thinking the same thing: one-on-one, growing, sure. you know, like yeah, right. book study, Bible study. Yeah, no, discipleship is obediently following Christ and helping others do the same. Yeah, we're walking together with Christ. We're looking more like Him as a disciple. You do that in community. You do that around one another. Well, it's not a secret anymore. Robbie is the best. We had to cut the episode in half. There's just too much good stuff being shared, and we talked for longer than expected, and I will have to release the rest of this conversation with Robbie next week. So stay tuned, and I look forward to sharing this with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Unified Gospel Podcast. Episodes will be releasing on Monday mornings. And as always, if there's someone you want to hear from or something you want us to talk about, please let us know on Instagram or catch us at a local coffee shop.